Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. This is Truth Light, and again, we are having (laughs) some issues with blog talk and and getting connected, so I hope you haven't been waiting too long, and I I am Truth Light, and this is the Light of Truth, and our show has the intention, our, I'm speaking for me and all of the angels that come with me. I'm an angel communicator, and sometimes it throws people when I say we and our, and really, I'm... I appear to be the only one in the room, but um, I come with a big team. And uh, so the intention of this this show is to just sort of bring some light, shed some light on some new subjects, perhaps give you some new perspectives to think about, and uh, hope to bring us together as a world, just that this morning, just bring the world back together again and maybe have some more of us on the same page. So, uh, so here we are, the light of truth. And it is Friday, and most people are super thrilled about that, I think. And uh, <clears throat> personally, I will be at Sacred Light of Sedona all weekend, and or at least Friday, Saturday. And uh, so that's you can go to sacredlightofsedona.com and see what we have going on there and call and schedule an appointment if you're in the area and even walk in if you're in the area and just come, just come see us. So... Okay, so today we're going to finish up our our week on growing up psychic. And, you know, when I originally started this, it was going to be the topic for Monday's show, and that was it. And uh, it has turned into a week-long thing, and still we have really only been able to just barely skim the surface. So um, I encourage people to begin to understand that there's a new wave of human beings coming into this world and it's been going on for you know probably well 30 plus years now actually but every generation that comes through is a little bit of a higher frequency and so they're a little a little different more and more different as the generations come and uh so these would be the indigos the crystal kids the stars the star seeds they're they're just kind of coming at higher and higher vibrations. And what I'm talking about is that, that energetic or that soul vibration. And, uh, they're, you know, with this vibration being higher as they come into the world, it means that their needs are a little bit different. And so that's kind of what we're trying to address this week. It is definitely more than just a week-long topic. I think somebody probably could do an entire show and just have the show be, you know, on these kids. I'm sure there's probably people doing that. Um so anyway, we're going to go ahead and get started talking about, uh, today we're going to talk about, you know, the school life, work life, thoughts about the future, that kind of thing. If you are raising kids or if you're a teacher, you know, a lot of people uh, have the feel that this generation is just going to take us all down because <laughs> they seem to be... Um, in a lot of cases, not all of them, not all of them, because everybody's so vastly different, especially as we move along. But there are a lot of issues with 
seemingly disrespectful kids and kids that just can't seem to get with the program. And, you know, well, they're not going out and getting jobs. You know, when I was 16, I was out working and blah, 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 blah. And these kids, they don't go out and get jobs and they don't, you know, they don't have the same work ethic. And, you know, and and so if you look at it in one sense, I'm sure that you could see things that way. Um, we're going to go into why perhaps it seems that way, and also how it's actually quite the opposite. (laughs) It really is. And, you know, so some of us look at these kids and understand that these are our greatest hope. They're not the ones who will take us down unless we fail them, which we kind of are at the moment, (laughs) the majority of us, because we don't understand what's happening. And so my hope is to, to maybe open up some minds and open up some eyes and, and so uh, today the in the description, what came through as I was writing it was, let's wake up together. And I thought that was kind of nice for today. Let's wake up together. And meaning, yes, wake up for the day, but how about we wake up for our entire existence as well, much bigger scale. So I am coming to you from Flagstaff, Arizona today, and I am just waking up. I'm up in my loft in my jammies drinking my coffee, as was planned for this show. <laughs> So this is just kind of my morning coffee chat with you all, and uh, and I hope you'll join me every day. And uh, if you're listening on the archives, welcome, and I'm happy to have you whenever you can listen. Um, and I do want to you know encourage people to hit the follow button on Blog Talk here and and keep up to date with things, and uh, also follow me on Facebook. The link should be right on the on the uh, Blog Talk page under the follow button for Blog Talk Radio. And uh, so we can get to know each other a little better. So, all right. So kids and school and uh, kids and work and kids and just general outlook on the future is uh, is quite a broad subject. And I we're just going to skim it, I'm sure, today. And I do encourage you guys to call in if you have questions or comments and um, preferably to stay on topic. I don't think I'll be doing any readings today because I just want to stay on topic. That tends to take us off. Um, one of the things that we want to look at is that these these young people coming in today <clears throat> are coming in with very high vibrations. If you've noticed, there's, um, and there's a couple different reasons for this, but there are loads more kids being diagnosed with ADHD. Well, they can't focus, they can't sit still, they can't do this, they can't do that, they can't do the other. Well, okay, one, and we all, I think we all know this, one of the biggest culprits in that situation is the food, and we will go into that a little bit with the school aspect as well. Um, but the other thing is that, you know, we're we're judging them on a scale built for people with a different vibration. So we're expecting them to behave like the generations before them and that's just not even feasible for them because they come in at a higher vibration you know often we use the the strings of a guitar or the ceiling fan or something as a as sort of an analogy and you know as you and we'll take the ceiling fan today i think for this one too because this is a good one so if the ceiling fan is the lower vibration that we were all born with is kind of like the ceiling fan going on low kind of chill it's kind of mellow it's just doing its thing and spinning and then as the generations come in they are born sort of like on medium or on high (laughs) so their vibrations are are going at a much faster pace yet we're asking them 
to just be mellow and chill and sit still for eight hours a day and and we're taking away we're taking away all of the outlets so no recess for you you don't really need to worry about physical education we're not gonna we're not gonna give you that outlet so we're giving them no outlets for this physical energy and we're having them sit still for longer periods of time and we're expecting more out of them and they are less able to handle it than any generation before them because their vibration coming into this world is like a ceiling fan on high and we want them to behave like a ceiling fan on low and this is not possible for them. I hope this is making sense. It's a kind of a silly analogy but it, it does give you a visual. You know, um, We're asking an awful lot of these kids as they come into school. And then we're punishing them when they aren't able to fulfill that little box that we've put them in that was built, in fact, by the Rockefellers so long ago to create fabulous little employees. If you look at the the, uh, history of the school system, it was, in fact, created by the Rockefellers, and they they did so in a way that they looked like these fantabulous people. And, and I'm sure they are. I'm sure they were. My grandfather or my great-grandfather worked for them. And, you know, I think my grandmother was actually born on their estate. And so no no disrespect to the Rockefellers, really. But if we look at the history of the school system, it was, in fact, put in place to mold good employees. Well, the kids coming through these days are not the kind that are going to be molded into anything <laughs> because... They're coming through with that very strong vibration. And so for them to be expected to behave as our great-grandparents did or our grandparents did is is really us falling down on the job. It's not that they're doing anything. So they don't really have ADHD. It's just convenient to put a label on them and give them medication to slow them down to our speed so that we're more comfortable. And so we're really just quite comfortable putting them in these situations that are so detrimental to them and then wondering why they're not getting with the program. So we have much more intelligent kids than we typically have had before. Um, we've, We've always had very intelligent kids. We've always had very intelligent people coming through. But at this point, we have them coming through in mass. These young people are a little difficult to deal with because of their high energy vibration and because they're already coming into the world expecting to be respected. And some people get very very upset with it. Well, you're just a kid. I'm not going to respect you. You know, teachers um, can really run the gamut as far as how they react with kids. And some are phenomenal. My mom was a teacher her whole life, and she was one who was there because she loved the kids. She wanted to help mold the future. She, I mean, it was really all of those intentions you think a teacher should have, you know. And I know there are plenty of those out there, but we do also have those teachers who are burned out. They're just there for the summer vacations and the steady paycheck. And, you know, and I'm sorry to say this to the teachers who are out there, but but if you're in the in your school system, you know this is true. And so these people are not understanding that um, – these kids are are worthy. I mean, kids have always been worthy of respect, but these kids are more inclined to treat you as you're treating them because as they come in at these different levels, they're already, there's something about the maturity level um, in one aspect that has already come way ahead of its time. And they will tell you how it is. They will speak very frankly and very openly and 
it's not that they're meaning to be disrespectful. It's that they're treating you as you're treating them. And so they can be a frightening bunch of mirrors for us because they really do mirror back whatever it is we're doing in a lot in most cases. You know, of course, of course there's that random case that that they're just being completely disrespectful and that kind of thing, but you know, this typically happens as they get older and this happens because of the way they have been treated and because of the way people have spoken to them that they're just mirroring back to everyone else what they have been taught. So um, understanding that these are really just little tiny adults is actually a really beneficial way to look at things. They Yes, they still need the kid things. They still need the kid fun. They still need, um, you know, the innocence and that kind of thing. But they also are not going to go by that whole children are to be seen and not heard kind of thing that I grew up with. You know, it's not going to work for them. So, when they're in school and you've got teachers teaching you things and administrators really cracking down on all these rules and creating this very uh, staunch atmosphere kind of, and, uh, you know, you, if you're one of these higher vibration kids, these psychic kids, when I say higher vibration kids, these are also the ones who are growing up psychic. And uh, just their, their psychic abilities are so enhanced, it's almost mind-blowing. And so the empaths in the room are going to be feeling if the teacher is resentful for the kids. The empaths in the room are going to feel when there's other kids going through some really rough stuff or the general energy of the school. They're going to pick up on the feelings and the vibrations in the school and in the classrooms. And and this is going to affect them typically in being overdramatic being very distracted by all of the vibrations they're picking up because they don't understand. Um, the visual kids are probably seeing things and and the auditory, the clairaudient kids are probably hearing things that are going on in the different souls interdimensionally. They hear and they see interdimensionally. So they're they're seeing what's hanging out at the school. They're seeing what's around the other kids. They're seeing what's around the teacher. They're seeing or hearing the truth that is not being spoken and so really what happens is they see through this, this facade that's being put on in whatever way their perception allows. And, and the ones that have that inner knowing, you know, we did the show on gifts uh, day before yesterday, I believe, the, the different sorts of perception. And uh, whatever sense of perception they have, they're really seeing through the facade that's being put up as school is something you need to do because we're preparing you for life, when in fact they know that the world is changing so fast that this antiquated system is not preparing them for life. And they're having a very hard time sitting still and going, okay, I'm wasting my entire life being here. Because they know that it's not preparing them for the world they're stepping into. And and so this is where a lot of that, that uh, resistance between the schools and the kids is coming in. The kids who have the uh, the gift of inner knowing really have a hard time because typically they know. A teacher can be saying something, but they know they're meaning something else. And they tend to have an immediate disrespect because they know that whatever's coming out of that person's mouth is a lie. They know that um, the administrators and the teachers and the different kids and the different people in the school system, et cetera, 
are not really walking their talk because they can feel it. And and let's be honest, in most cases, they aren't. I grew up. I grew up in the school system. I grew up with a mom who was a teacher, so I saw behind the scenes in a lot of cases. And and you know, there is a lot of a lot of fake there. There just is. And so, just the way the system is right now, and and these kids know it. And so, you're having behavioral issues. You're having um, where they just don't care. They just don't care. You know that they're able to do more. And it's frustrating as a parent, and you don't know what to do. You try forcing and disciplining and whatever it may be, and it just seems to make things worse. Maybe we should try coming at it from a different direction and seeing what's happening, seeing from a different perspective. How are the kids viewing the school system? How are the kids viewing their experience, the amount of time they're having to put into this place that is supposed to be preparing them for life? How do they uh, view this really and how can we assist them in this journey and and is there anything we can do about the school system? I mean, we're not doing a show on the school system, but that's definitely uh, one aspect to look at. Now, they do have to function in the world. <clears throat> and so understanding um, that functioning in this in this land of school and all the rules and regulations is preparing them for life in that sense, that even though you see through something, even though you feel something isn't doing what it says it's supposed to, but it's part of what you have to do to play the game of life, to have a life you want down the line, you know, that may be a way to, to focus with them. And But you have to talk with them. You have to understand that, you know, especially like even when they start hitting middle school, or say fifth grade and up, I'm going to say more like fifth grade and up, they're really tiny adults. And it's time then to help them understand the why. They have to understand the why of what's being done. Um, I raised two kids, we've talked about before, I've raised two kids who are now adults through that school system and it failed them miserably. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like I failed them miserably because, I hadn't gained this understanding at that point. And I tried the same old, you know, disciplining and grounding and school conferences and just the whole stuff, that the whole thing that parents do. And I didn't understand until after they grew up what was going on. And so now I look back, it's so much easier to see now that I grow up and I'm, or now that I grow up, now that they grow up, and I'm looking back and I'm seeing what's really occurring here because since then more generations are, you know, more batches, I guess, of kids have come through and they've come up to now the star level and the star seed level and, and these different higher vibrations. And we really can see there's a lot more issue in school. There's a lot more. What's happening is they're they're so frustrated. They're so, um, their needs are so far from being met that they're, they're really snapping. They're becoming depressed. They're becoming angry. They're, um, it's, and a lot of them are excelling. A lot of them are. You're really seeing some high, high IQs and high test scores and high because it's so simple for them. Because we have this generation of mind-boggling, mind-boggling, um, highly intelligent people coming through. Because what's happening is they're actually from the stars. And I wasn't sure I was going to go here, but we will, because what the heck, I can't see your reaction anyway. <laughs> so what's happening is 
typically we've had souls that are just reincarnating, you know, that are just, uh, you know, they've been here before, they're coming back again. Now we have Ascended Masters reincarnating to help us through this shift. So understand that the kid that you may be looking at and disrespecting and or trying to figure out how to how to teach them, that could be, you know, King Solomon. It could be... <laughs> It could be Jesus. It could be anybody. The ascended masters, and no, I don't think Jesus is reincarnated. So um, I, I talk to the ascended masters often. They're ones that I channel through and I and I speak with. So I'll just put that out there because that's such a big one for everybody. Um, but, you know, the ascended masters are coming back through. Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, they're all coming back through. We also have star beings from other worlds coming through into they're incarnating into physical bodies and so that's why we have a lot of people who have such different outlooks and understandings because they're not even from they've never been here before in a lot of cases we have a lot of kids coming through in the school system going into jobs trying to function here on earth that have never incarnated on earth before and it's truly phenomenal when you can look at it from that point of view and you can understand that these are star beings coming from many different places with, I mean, we thought there was a, a difficult time understanding the cultures just amongst the worldly cultures. Well, let's let's start introducing star beings from so far away into human bodies and watch them try to function on this earth. <laughs> it's, it's It takes a lot of understanding and compassion, and we've got to understand that that they're trying the best they can, you know. And the majority of them have come to, the ones that I've seen and dealt with and worked with, have come to assist us with this raising consciousness, to assist the earth in surviving instead of destroying itself. And so these kids come through with these amazing abilities in math, these amazing abilities in science, these amazing communication skills, and yet they, in school or in, you know, they go work at Taco Bell or McDonald's or whatever their first jobs, and they're, they're treated like we have always treated the youth. They tr- they're treated like, you know, well, you need to earn the respect, and, and when you're 21, we'll talk to you like a normal human being. And, you know, and so it's difficult for these beings to function here. And I know as a parent it may be <laughs> it may be a little difficult to, look at your kid and go, wow, are you from the stars? What does that mean? You know, they're still just your kid. You know, it's not like they're possessed or anything. It's just a wider variety of beings that are incarnating onto our earth at this point. And so we have to understand when we look at our youth, when we put them in schools, when we put them in just regular mundane jobs, that kind of thing, and we expect them to behave like we have always behaved, of course they need medication to make that happen <laughs> because we're expecting them to do something that that is so beneath them that they can't even they can't even do it you know we're taking these highly intellectual highly gifted um beings that are coming through and we're putting them in little boxes that the most simplistic of our planet lived in and we're a little upset when they're not staying there so what we find is as these kids grow up 
Okay, they've they've made it through school one way or another. Whether they, you know, there's a very high rate of expulsion, you know, and and so that is one thing that I wanted to address too before we move out of the school aspect of it. Um, when these kids don't fit in the box, because the schools get their funding through, uh, you know, the test scores and that sort of thing, there's there's this tendency to want to get those kids who don't fit out. And I know there's probably school systems, people in the school system who are really mad at me right now, but but it is what it is, okay? And we're talking about the kids, not the school system as such. It's just that they're interrelated in this subject. So the kids who are, say, an ascended master or a student of an ascended master who has reincarnated to come back here to help and and they're being completely disrespected because they're <clears throat> not wanting to sit all day and uh, and do mundane tasks that don't really challenge them and and so they're bored and and so they maybe act up a bit they find other things to distract them from the boredom that kind of thing and so the schools will tend to get rid of these kids so that their their funding doesn't go down and i understand that they have to be funded to then still be there for the other kids so it's kind of a just a crappy situation all the way around but they're they're getting rid of kids that they're afraid may be a problem down the road. So a lot of our greatest hopes are the kids who are bored by the typical school system because they're the ones who would be the leaders of the of the good little employees that are trained by the school system. So <clears throat> what's happening is the ones who are acting up, the ones who are distracted and creating the issues are the ones who are probably the future leaders. And because they're screwing up the funding, they're they're tending to just be expelled, flunked out, gotten rid of, whatever. And so now who are they going to be the leader of? Who are they going to be influencing? Who are they going to be influenced by? And so we're kind of creating a situation that's a little dicey and we're creating it for ourselves. We can't really blame the kids. And I don't know that we can... You know, it's not all the parents either. It's it's the world and the system in general. And so we have to begin to see these kids for the amazing creatures that they are and and really begin to allow ourselves to see the respect that will be earned. We just have to uh, – they're the type who they will, like I said before, I'm sorry, my beagle has gone a little insane if you hear the background um, – they they feel they've come in deserving respect already, and they probably have. We just don't know what they've done before because we weren't with them in that incarnation. So them mirroring how we're treating them is a big signal for us as to how we're treating our future. I hope that makes sense to people. So it's not that they're being disrespectful and saying, I deserve respect without having to earn it. It's that, you know, please show me respect and then I will show it back to you because that's what you're teaching me to do by showing me respect. It's just a whole different vibration. Everything has jumped as far as parenting and teaching and this kind of thing with these kids. They're not like kids used to be. And so I think the biggest thing is the respect and and then also the honesty. Um, And this goes for home as well as school and work and any other place they really are able to uh, see through the bullshit. So if your kid comes in and goes, hey, mom, how's your day? And you go, yeah, everything's fine. 
but really, you know, you're afraid you're going to lose your job, you think your marriage is on the rocks, you don't have the money for the mortgage, you're terrified, you're angry at your spouse or your partner because you think they're messing around or whatever, like just the the life stuff that goes on day to day. If you tell your kid, oh, everything's fine, they know you're lying. <laughs> they They know. You know, these kids coming through are incredibly psychic, and that's the thing about growing up psychic is you can see through the lies that are being told, but you don't have any facts to base it on. So all you can say is, well, okay, you're full of shit. Excuse my language, but, I mean, how are they to respect you? when you? And it, it kind of stinks as a parent or as a teacher because you really feel like you can't hide anything, but... It requires an openness, a communication, and an honesty with your fellow human beings. That's what they're bringing into this world. And we, as the adults, are the ones who are rebelling against our teachers who are the kids coming through. So the roles have really uh, really reversed in this shift of consciousness. And it's important for us to understand that the students are now the teachers and the teachers are now the students and we're actually, you know, they're trying to learn how to function here on earth. They're trying to learn how to interact with people. But it has to be done on a more equal basis. And we have to understand what they are bringing. They're bringing so much value to our world. And our school systems have to begin, even just teacher by teacher, have to begin seeing what what's coming through, what's happening here. Because what's happening at the moment is a lot of our greatest future leaders are being expelled and locked up and and they're just handing out felonies left and right. And just because out of fear of these kids snapping and doing something horrible, well, they're only snapping because they are so frustrated and they're so misunderstood. And a lot of them are so empathic it's their psychic abilities that are really, and the misunderstanding of that in a lot of cases that are creating the snap. They're so empathic, they're feeling the anger, the rage, the fear. And they don't know what to do with it. And they think it's theirs because they, nobody's talking about the psychic side of them. You know, they're seeing things, they're hearing things, and they're assuming they're crazy. People are telling them they're crazy. When in fact, they're they're simply viewing the world interdimensionally. It's not... In, in a lot of cases, it's not a brain chemical imbalance. It becomes a brain chemical imbalance when they're told over and over and over again that that's not real, you're crazy, shut up, don't talk about that, we don't want people to know about that, you know, let's just medicate you. Then that resistance within begins to create chemical imbalances. And then sure, yeah, then it's a brain chemical imbalance in addition to all of the stuff that they're really seeing and hearing and feeling. So... We have to, as teachers, as parents, as administrators, law enforcement, people working in hospitals, the medical industry, we it's imperative that we start looking on the psychic side of things as a reality, you know, because we have to understand that this is a huge part of life now. When it comes to, you know, I did want to move on to, like, the work aspect. And, and remember that you guys are welcome to join in the conversation. We actually have quite a few callers today. Um and and if you're listening and you'd like to call in, it's 347-677-1443. Um, go ahead and give me a call and just press 1 to speak with the host. Um, when it comes to work, I notice that a lot of these kids are 
driving and working, it seems like they're slower than any other generation I've ever seen in my life or heard about in my life. And it's a little frustrating as a parent because you're thinking, okay, as soon as I was able to, I was out getting jobs and I was, you know, so happy to have my own money and, and all of this. But but we didn't think past the, I'm going to go to work for so many hours a day and I'm going to get a paycheck and I can go spend my money and, and life is good. That's the next step. Yay, next step in being a grown-up. Well, these kids are coming through going, well, okay, so I'm going to go work at Burger King and this is accomplishing what for the world? This means what to me and my path that I actually came here to fulfill. These kids have a path. They came here to fulfill, as, as most of us do, but it's a little more imperative now. These are the kids that are coming through to assist in the rise in consciousness and the savior of planet Earth. So, you know, they have kind of a hard time getting super excited about going to work at McDonald's or Taco Bell, right? And it is a part of the process. It is a part of the earth game and the life game here at the moment. They're very in tune with what's coming. They're very in tune with the low vibration of these places, and and it's not gonna, it's not going to be enthusiastic and and feeding their soul or their spirit. So it's a little hard for them to get jazzed about it. They do understand what it means to make a difference. They understand what it means to have a job that fulfills you because in the past, before they incarnated, they had these experiences. They come from places where that fulfillment is a natural part of things and that you do things that matter. On earth, we've become so entrained with the mundane that we don't understand, well, how do you not get excited about it? You just got a job at, at such and such a place and and you're going to go every day and you're going to do the same thing and you're going to talk to people that you'll never see again and you're going to feed them garbage food and you're going to make money. And that's just not what excites these kids. They're happy when they get a, they get money coming in, yes, but but so much of what's out there that we, the, few, the, the past generations, have created is this mundane, low vibration crap. And they're very in tune with that. And so it's very difficult for them to get excited knowing that 20 years down the road, 15 years down the road, whatever it may be, they're going to be making contributions that are going to matter. So it's very hard for them to get excited about these jobs. So we as parents, as teachers, as whoever, need to help them understand that, okay, this is a temporary thing. It's a nice little, it's a nice little thing for you to go get a job so that you have some spending money and you can begin to learn to interact with people and and begin to understand the game of life here on earth as it stands now. Help them understand that we know it's going to be changing, and we know that maybe it's not exciting to go serve hamburgers to people that are made from God knows what, you know, but it's a part of the game here on earth. And they did come here to earth to learn this game and to work within this system so that they could make a difference. And so helping them understand that they can be working, they can be functioning, and not, you know, a huge part of what's going on is they don't want to sell out. They don't want to, where where we see them as distracted and having no focus, the fact is that they are so incredibly focused on what it is they came here to do that they have no desire to do the crap that we think is so important. And it's not that they're better than and we're less than. It's not anything like that. It's understanding different different times right now we're in this time 
And so learning how to function in this time is important. If there is a rise and fall of civilization or if there is a real shift in something going on here on Earth, then great, they can they can step up and do their thing. But for right now, we live here now. And, and so understanding and respecting where they're coming from, but assisting them, you know, they came in to learn as well. You know, all of us have things we want to learn and we want to refine. And, and so they chose you as a parent. They're guided to the teachers that they're going to have, that kind of thing, so that they can gain more understanding. And so that's our part. That's what we bring to them. So it's up to us to help them find a way to become educated, find a way to learn how to work within the system as it stands now. And if they don't like it, as they grow up, find a way to change it. This is the generation that will be changing the mess, quite frankly, that we have made out of fear. Everything that's been built so far, the legal system, the medical system, the school system, all of it has been built on fear of one sort or another. And so we can do a great service by bringing these kids in to understand um, and really, you know, how to work within the system so that they can shift it and change it. But it's our responsibility to bring the creativity, bring the life, bring the, um, the ability for them to express what they think is important, the ability for them to be open and honest about what they're seeing and perceiving because these kids are so incredibly psychic. We have to understand that interdimensional seeing, hearing, feeling, knowing is going on and it's a common way of life. Just because you may not have had that or or you have it, in most cases, if you have attracted one of these psychic kids, it's because you are very psychic too in most cases. And so learn from them about that. Encourage each other to grow and to refine your skills and have fun with it because this brings out the fun in them And if they have that outlet that's a safe, creative outlet, it allows them to survive a little bit better in the mundane stuff that's going on in this crazy, chaotic system we have. If they can see it as a game that is to be maneuvered and won down the line, then then it helps them. We have to remove the fear. The fear is the thing that's really mucking up the generational thing. You know, we're... We're afraid of them. They're afraid of us. And and we all handle fear in different ways. Some of us retreat. Some of us lash out. Some of us rebel. All these different reactions, but it's very rarely a good reaction to fear. <laughs> so we need to shift that um, from a young age. You know, I see a lot of parents with really young kids uh, come into the center and and they, they have their kids meet their angels. We do the angel meet and greet. They have their kids, you know, learning how to really understand, live with, and work with these gifts that they brought into the world. And the parents often allow the kids to help them open back up. It's really a beautiful thing. And so this is a really beautiful time if we can stop, if we can just take off the glasses that we're looking through that are the glasses of the way our parents trained us. Because those glasses don't work anymore. They just don't work. And so we have to take those glasses off and put a new pair on to see things bright and fresh and the way they really are. These are not the same kind of kids that were coming through when when I was growing up. I mean, I grew up psychic, so I was I was different than 
a lot of kids in my generation. Um, and I was in a house where it was really encouraged and it flourished, but that was very rare. We were the ones who were kind of the precursors to these generations so that we could, there'd be somebody here already to understand them. And so um, now it's time for us to step up and help people understand how important it is to embrace these gifts. If your kids have these gifts, which many of them, if not most of them do, um, it's time to understand them and embrace the gifts and embrace your kids too. You know, that's always important. And allow these these kids coming bearing these psychic gifts, allow them to teach you to open back up. Allow them to help us understand what would make a better school system, what would make a better government, what would make a, you know, and listen to their ideas, see what they have to say, because you don't know where they're coming from. They may have reincarnated from from some amazing place that already has the answers, and they're just bringing them here for us to begin to understand and and implement. You have no idea where these kids are coming from because it's not just the same old reincarnation from the astral plane anymore. It's quite amazing, and we're really blessed in this time to have these kids. We do have about, uh, looks like about 18 minutes left. I want to address, too, um, you know, the uh, the dietary thing is kind of a big deal. It's a, it's a really big deal. It's an integral part of things. As we're talking about these kids coming through with a higher vibration, they need different food. What's happening is the kids are coming through with a higher vibration and the food industry is going lower and lower and lower vibration. And so it's really not a good combination. That's a big part of the behavioral problems that we're seeing um, along with the misunderstanding. But, but you know, we're feeding these kids with these very high vibrations um, food that's of a low vibratory rate. In other words, a processed food has been so far removed from its natural source. When something's growing naturally, the vibration is nice and healthy. I mean, you can measure the vibration with scientific equipment and all that. So the vibration is nice and high. As we process these foods, it kills off that life force energy or that vibration. And so then we're feeding our kids this processed food, which has been basically murdered, <laughs> carrying the carrying the vibration of murder. Um, but the uh, the the chemicals, the processing, um, the different, the gluten and the dairy with all of the processing and the antibiotics and the hormones and all of this different stuff, it comes into those high vibration bodies and just completely sends them reeling out of control. And so I do have, we talked the other day about uh, one of the moms in Florida that that uh, spring, most of you know, you've heard me talk about spring rain peony, and uh, she has a fabulous cookbook called Eat Conscious and Be Merry. And uh, you can get that either on Amazon or you can get it on her website, holisticnaturalsco.com. And uh, it's, it's basically, it's gluten-free, it's dairy-free, and it's basically, uh, there's some raw, some vegan. You can kind of shift the recipes a little bit. She made it very flexible. Um, but it's kind of, it's very good food. It's yummy, yummy food. And these kids really once they're introduced to this higher vibration food, it's what they'll choose. You know, if they're a little bit older and they've been eating McDonald's and garbage and whatever, um, then it may take a little while to reacclimate them to it, but their vibration is really craving that higher vibration food. And what happens is it creates more of a balance and a harmony within their body and within their brain. 
and they're not acting up. They're not being as uh, like they can really just bounce off the walls and be just like, wow, I I need a tranquilizer to deal with this child <laughs> before we tranquilize them. I need to be tranquilized, you know, and and we have them come into the center too, and the parents don't know what to do. And you know, the first step is the diet. If your if your child is having a hard time processing things, if they're quote air quotes ADHD that sort of thing. Um, it's so important to get this good food into their bodies because and and get the processed crap out. It's so, that's first and foremost your first line of defense. Shift the diet up. And so I I do know that Spring has said she's working on on a kids cookbook too. So I'm very excited to see that come out. Um, but you can you can probably kind of go back to her website here and there and check and um, maybe she'll create an email list or something. But um, so that people will know what's going on. She's phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. She has such an understanding of the kids and the high vibration and the different generations coming out. She's an incredible psychic herself. And so she's the one that, that I kind of refer people to. And uh, again, holisticnaturalco.com. I'm sure you can probably contact her through there or something. And uh, she's really able to help you pinpoint what's going on. And uh, I know that this, anyway, this mother from Florida said, you know, she had been working with Spring and Spring kept talking to her about the diet for her. I guess her son was about three at that time and was having some real behavioral issues and and the school, you know, nursery school or kindergarten or whatever it was, was really having issues with him and he was just out of control. And so the mom um, finally listened to Spring and started shifting his diet and she said she um, she wanted me to mention this on the show because she thought it was so important. It was such a dramatic shift. She was getting comments and little notes home from the school about how different her son's behavior was and how much better he was behaving. And there had been such a shift, whatever she was doing, please keep it up kind of thing. And And it was very, very definitely the dietary shift that was doing it. So if you can begin to understand the difference between the vibrations of food, and maybe that's another show we'll do uh, next week, the vibration of food. Um, these kids need the higher vibration, not because it's going to make them more rowdy, because it's going to balance them. So when I say higher vibration, I mean closer to the life force energy. So you want stuff like fresh fresh fruits and veggies, um, like nice long grain rice or brown rice, that kind of thing maybe, um, you know, stay away from any the whites. You want to stay away from white potatoes, white bread. Um, you want to switch over to like coconut milk or almond milk or something, and just kind of get away from the the cow dairy um, because because of. And I know that yes, we used to be able to drink it when we were kids, and there was no issues and that kind of thing. But now, what's happening is there's so much crap in the milk that it's not just milk. And and I don't know if you all saw this, but they're actually uh, wanting to just have aspartame as a general ingredient in milk and not even have to list it. Aspartame is one of those artificial sweeteners and it actually turns to formaldehyde when it hits your bloodstream. And so, well, that's causing some issues, but it's in everything. you know. So if you're giving your kids sugar-free snacks, that sort of thing too, you really want to stop and just, just go to more natural. Just go to like an apple, a pear, an avocado, God knows what. Just Just get away from all of the processed stuff, if it's got artificial, it's sugar-free and it's artificial sweeteners in there, you want to get away from it because those chemicals are killing our kids. They're creating the behavioral issues. It's way worse for them than sugar is. Um, 
And so these are all issues that contribute to the workplace and the school. So we're actually still on topic. We're just kind of shifting around. If you're having some issues with your kid in school, shift their dietary stuff back. And the younger you can do it, the better. Because as they get older, it's going to be harder to get them to listen. But, you know, I I saw something on Facebook um, the other day that was actually really nice for people who maybe don't have an understanding of, well, what's good for you, what's not good for you. It was just this really simple thing, and it said, you know, if your food will go bad, it's good for you. If your food won't go bad, it's not good for you. (laughs) And so while some processed things, yes, will go bad, whatever, but the generality of it, you know, you, you want things that are as close to natural as possible because the processing is what really screws things up. And so, um, and and really pretty much everybody could use removing gluten and corn because of the GMOs, that kind of thing. Getting that stuff out of your body is, is just not bad for anybody, I don't think. Um, there are so many people now with, with gluten intolerance and celiac, and, and it's not just a phase or crazy thing. It's because of the way they're processing the wheats and the way they're growing the different grains and and all of that, it's creating a situation that you, the, the body cannot function with it. And so it's really creating some uh, issues with these high-energy kids and these highly psychic kids because it's frying their system. Now, you will find when kids are little, little, they'll tend to gravitate more towards the natural stuff because they haven't been taught differently yet. And so we can actually learn from our little ones how to eat, I found, um, in a lot of cases. So, okay, so we've got about 10 minutes left. And so we're just going to recap a little bit. The first thing we can do as parents, teachers, et cetera, is shift the food thing. If there's a behavior issue, shift the food thing. That's, that's the first go-to. And Spring's cookbook is a really good way to start um, we're hoping that Spring will start some classes, start some uh, maybe a newsletter or something. I love just putting more on her plate. She's she's listening today. I can see her number, so I'm I'm signing her up for all kinds of cool stuff that'll help you guys. <laughs> so, understanding the vibration of your kid is huge. Understanding the perceptions that they have, the way they perceive psychically, is huge. If you have a really high-energy kid or, you know, there's some kids who are very mellow, very calm because they're old, wise souls. And, you know, they're not to be dismissed either. A lot of the kids who come in with autism, that kind of thing, they're incredibly psychic. So much so that they came into a body that would make it so they didn't have to focus on the mundane stuff because people wouldn't expect it of them. And they can simply have this spiritual experience and radiate they're radiating this amazing energy. I bet if you put the kids who come in autistic and that sort of thing, if you put uh, them on one of those aura machines like we have at the center, you know, you just put your hand on the hand plate and you can watch the aura change and you can really, it gives you a printout on what's going on with your aura and all of that. Um, I bet you would see these kids just emitting some amazing energy because it's like they come in and that's what they're here to do. Just emit whatever energy it is they bring in, you know, and it's phenomenal that they would agree to do that, that, you know, they agree to come into this life and have this existence that we would view as an issue. And really it's what, it's like Stephen Hawking, you know. 
if he'd have come in in a regular body, he wouldn't have, if he didn't end up in the situation he was in physically, he wouldn't have been able to spend all of his time with these downloads and this amazing thinking process and, and all of the things that he does. So it's it's just a shift in perspective. So this is a really huge subject that we could just go on and on and on about forever, but the main things I'm going to kind of recap is we want to understand that these are different beings coming in now. We can't parent them, teach them, whatever. We can't expect the same old stuff from them because they're so very, very different. As the people who are the caretakers of them as they're growing up, it's important for us to give them the right food, to get rid of the garbage, the chemicals, the artificial sweeteners, all of this crap. And because it's short-circuiting them, it's frying their bodies, and it's killing them. Bottom line. And I know it's hard to do that if you don't know how to, but there are people like Spring out there to help you understand. Um, the other thing I'm going to say is that we need to remember that they can see through the, the crap. They're psychic. They're growing up psychic. You have little psychics in your house. And so, one, they're going to see through the lies and the garbage that you're feeding them if, if indeed that's what's happening. And they need to be spoken to like little adults. They don't need to be um, ignored and kids are seen and not heard and do as you're told because I said so, do as I say, not as I do, kind of, you know, like we grew up. It's not going to work for them. We have to shift things. We have to treat them as we would want to be treated, period. And we also need to open up and allow them to teach us. Sit down with your kid and have them teach you something about from their psychic self. Encourage that part. Understand that there's going to be more um, spiritual activity in houses with kids, typically. Because these kids are so psychic, they're like a, a big flashing sign of of you know, you can be seen here. You can be heard here. And there are so many souls roaming the earth that need to be seen and heard because they're trying to get messages across that they're finding these houses. So I find that the houses with the psychic kids tend to have a lot of, of paranormal activity, that kind of thing. Um, there are also, you know, there are, I'm, I'm going to use the word, I don't like the word, but there are aliens among us. There, there are a lot of off-world beings out there that are interacting with earthbound beings here because they're trying to assist or they're trying to influence the changes that are going on on Earth, and these kids are picking them up. So now it's not only the ghosty kind of stuff. You also have beings from other places that are interacting and they're seeing and hearing. And so this is all actually normal, and we have to get our little pea brains around the fact that this is normal. It's The other dimensions have always been there. We just haven't typically been able to see, hear, feel, experience them. These kids coming in, that's a part of their normal seeing, hearing, feeling experience. It just is the way they see the world. And so allow them to help you understand that. Allow them to help you open that part of you up again. Understand that if they're not super excited about going to work or getting a job, it's because they have more important things on their mind. And it's up to you as the guard, as the, as the guardian or the guide or whoever to help them understand how having a job can help them in the future, even though they don't see it, even though they're seeing way down the line and wanting that life way down the line that doesn't even exist yet, they still need to function in this one. And so we need to help pull them along the path. <laughs> we need to... You know, but with respect, 
with understanding that it's just that they're focused on other things. It's not that they're not focused. They're focused on other things. And it's other things that we don't know anything about because we're not seeing it, hearing it, feeling it. Okay, so we have about four minutes left. Um, I think, let's see. I'm surprised we haven't had anybody call in and comment. That's pretty pretty amazing. But too late now because we only have a couple of minutes. So um, I think one of the things I would love to see is for um, people who have psychic kids to begin, and teachers, if you're a teacher, begin to understand. Go start understanding how to communicate with your angels. Start understanding um, some of the different things that they're seeing, hearing, feeling, and start to learn about some of that yourself. There's a reason that these kids are brought into your lives, and that's the other thing that we need to gather from the side that we're on. Why were these kids who see ghosts? or these kids who hear voices brought into my life? Are they showing you their, like I said at the very beginning, these are phenomenal little mirrors. We attract to us the ones who are going to mirror what we have in ourselves, whether it's something to work on, something to learn, something to appreciate within ourselves, whatever it may be. And so really looking at the youth around you, whether you are managing a fast food joint and you've got workers there, there's always going to be a, a kid or two or three or four that really stand out. And those kids, those are the ones you want to resonate with and find out why are they in your life? What can you learn from them? Teachers in school systems, administrators in school systems, people in social work, the medical industry, whatever it is, you have those kids around you, learn from them. It's not all about you having to have all the answers. You know, you're also there to learn and experience as well from them. And I would also encourage the people who are in the legal system, in the judicial system, to take a look at the kids that are that are ending up in front of you. Are they put there because somebody is afraid? You know, these kids have this bam, just powerful energy that they bring with them. And that scares the bejesus out of a lot of people because they see that that powerful energy and they immediately turn to fear. When in fact that powerful energy could be one of our greatest leaders standing right in front of you and they're going down the drain because nobody is seeing that there's potential for good there as well. So look around. See what you can do. Who can you reach out to? Who can you treat with respect? Who can you show, okay, somebody sees you, somebody gets you. That's really all they want. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be allowed to help somebody understand them. They want to make a difference. They want to do something important, not mundane. So We have about just a minute left. And so I'm going to say, I'm Truth Light. You can find me at mysticaltruth.com. It's undergoing a facelift, but it's the best I could do with web design. So it's functional. And you can call me for an appointment or set up an appointment there. Um, I would say calling the number is probably the best bet (laughs) because I don't know how to get into the email account where the messages go. Um, You can also find me at Sacred Light of Sedona, sacredlightofsedona.com. And please check out Spring's website. Please check out her supplements and her cookbook. The cookbook is amazing. People are flipping over it. Eat Conscious and Be Merry. So holisticnaturalco.com. you know, and contact her. I'm sure that she wouldn't hate if somebody contacted her and said, I want to understand more. Can you give me any resources? You know, and uh, beyond that, you guys just hug your kids. Hug your kids. 
teachers, legal people, whatever, just give them some respect so they can respect you. That's how it works now. Everybody have a fabulous weekend, and uh, who knows what we'll do tomorrow, But or Monday, I should say, but we'll be here. So goodbye. <laughs>